Yo, Bolt Bros, we are Bolt here. Bros. Let's go, guys. Big W, by the way, by the way. Is, uh, oh, great to be able to see. <laughs> yeah, great to be able to see a big, big win like this, by the way, man. We we have needed that. So what, 31 to 10? Yep. Once again, hey, just I know we're not jumping into the into the whole chat thing, but this is once again, we are under our average uh points given up per game for the last four games with this game. So Easy. we have now under 11 points on average per game for the last four games. So number one ranked defense in the league right now. Insane. Insane. And we're getting hot when we need to, guys. And so, again, after if you guys were on our thread, our peer game thread, we did our mad thing. Tony called in, spoke to our brother Kyle, the other Bolt bro, and set this up. So Tony, the trumpet man, is, is on. And I'm happy to have him on and yep. be here with us. I know it was one of those things that we sat back. Actually, Brandon Staley's talking live right now, yep. which is fine. But here's the thing, guys. So, Tony, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are? Obviously, you've been a Charger fan for forever. So, uh, tell us a little about your story and, and everything else, right? All, uh, the above. all right. Hello, everybody. I'm known as Trumpet Fan for the San Diego Chargers uh, or the, uh, for the for, since 1976. My name is Tony Reyes. Uh, and how did this all start? Uh, well, I was born in San Diego County in Oceanside. So, I'm a native. Junior Sale and I were born, born in the same town. Uh, in 1959, my first game I went to, my dad took me to old Balboa Stadium in 1965. And I remember watching as I was six years old, uh, Lance Fallworth catching passes. And I remember the lightning bolts and I, I fell in love. Yeah. Um, and then, um, in 1976 in high school, the high school band was selected as the best high school band to represent the United States. Wow. in a band and a competition of bands around the world in Geneva, Switzerland. I was part of, uh, I was a first trumpeter in the band, a group of talented trumpeters that I had uh, the opportunity to play with. And uh, we did the halftime show in 1976 for the Chargers and the Raiders. And uh, I was out there on the field and I remember my trumpet blasting off the walls of Jack Murphy Stadium. <laughs> and I'm thinking, wow, this is too cool. Yeah. And uh, we were dressed in a Grenadier Guardian British with sh British uh, uniforms, the Shakos, big black furry hats. And uh, one of the uh, trumpet players in the band made it. This is how the Trumpet Man legacy started, the <laughs> legend started. It was basically a beer bet in 1976 for the bicent Bicentennial, the 200th of the United States. Uh, to the, the guy basically made a bet. He said, Hey, Tony, would you take your trumpet around the stadium? And I'm going to give you a case of beer, or a six pack of beer. I don't remember. Well, it was a beer bet. Take your, your trumpet around the stadium and just play uh, charge. Da -da 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 -da. Yes. So I, I, I took him up on the bet. I told the director I had to go take a piss. And uh, I went up and I started going around the stadium. And uh, the band director was, Who the hell is that? It, was is it? Is that Tony? And so that's how it started. The the, the fans started going, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. Um, and so I did it the next week and the next week. And how, where's that trumpet dude? And so that's where that legacy began. Until they uh, banned uh, trumpets and air horns in the stadium, thanks to me, I was not allowed to take my uh, trumpet into the stadium anymore. So I kept it out in the, in the parking lot. And the media generally knew where I was where I was at. I was always an F2 of the parking lot. 
And I right. told my secretaries at the time, if you ever, if you ever forget where I'm at at the parking lot, just remember this: it takes two to F. <laughs> none of that solo stuff, none of that kinky F three stuff, but two to F. So my my, my secretaries and fans always remember that. It's a mnemonic remembering device. Find trumpet man F two because it takes two to F. <laughs> oh, I had always been an F two. I was in view thirty seven of the stadium, which is the 50 yard line uh, for, for decades. And uh, so that's where the cult following uh, came out. And I got on TV uh, out in the, uh, when I was out in the parking lot, the media knew where it was at. And so that's how it basically started. I'm the president and chief executive officer of um, ASR Consulting Management Corporation. I work as a construction defect uh, specialist. I do home inspections. I teach the home inspection at the college uh, at the oh. Mount San Jacinto College for the last 15 years. And I've been in business for 25 and I'm 25 years that I'm starting another business in Texas. And I know this is where the bolt bros were asking. He's a hunter. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think you saw the pictures that I sent uh, your brother, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's in the south part of Texas. Wow. Uh, so I, I hunt um, uh, feral hogs uh, on our ranch. Nice. I want to start a business called the Hoganators. Doing <laughs> thermal, oh, that's serious. Uh, we'll play on the, on, the, on the Terminator, right? The Hoganators, uh, a thermal hog eradication company. There's a real big problem that a lot of people don't know about with feral hogs uh, in general, but especially in Texas, that's doing millions of dollars of crop damage for the farmers. And we have a 200-acre farm back there, and I'm seeing a tremendous amount of destruction. So the bottom line is I'm killing pigs at night with really sophisticated, <laughs> really killer scopes that have Wi-Fi capability. You can record and you can hear the thumps as the bullet's hitting. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, but awesome. uh, I'm not one of these terrorists. I'm a Californian with an AR-15 that I've got out there. I don't keep it here <laughs> in California, anything like that. Uh, we use silencers, but uh, and uh, you know all the protection, you know, to keep us safe out there. So that's kind of my background in a nutshell. And I welcome any questions that anybody has. And if there's anybody that I offended at any of the tailgaters, deal with it, okay? <laughs> Especially the wives of the players that showed up to our tailgaters. I told them, I warned the wives that if their husband sucked, they were going to hear it. But with that said, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I think what we should do is we should start off with the uh, statistics of the game as well, too. So um, I think it would be awesome. But but hey, Tony, I'm so glad you're on as well, too. And again, we want to also talk also about, you know, I know we, we, yesterday, as we were discussing, we talked a lot about Lombardi and you obviously have a, a, a more positive view on Lombardi. So we want to continue talking about that as well. But let's review the stats um, and get into it. And guys, if you have questions for Tony, Shoot them out, or even any of us in general. I right? just have questions, throw them out there. But let's review the stats real quick. Guys, we are playing such good football right now. It's incredible. It's insane. Um, and somebody did ask, did, did Justin hurt? I'm not seeing anything on it so far. Yeah. There's nothing discussed on it, but it did kind of look like a hammy injury. So if you guys see anything, let us know on this stream. Again, we just barely got back. And by the way, we were hanging out with these folks. Um, Arizona, Arizona Bowl, Bowl Club, Club. Trish the Dish, Steve Adler. We were hanging out, having a great time. It was it was good time, an absolute blast. Trish the dish, Trish the dish. It, that's the that's his uh, nickname. That's for that's, her, that's, her, that's, that's her, not her real name. Yeah, yeah. But her I name call, is Trish. But. Her name's Trish. But I said Trish the dish or Trish Delish, whatever. <laughs> stupid, <laughs> stupid. But it's fun. You, you could ignore him too. Tony. Hey, it's whatever. fine. 
So, <laughs> so anyways, um, and again, Tony, as you know, we are real brothers, but let's review the time of possession and everything like that. I mean, it's amazing. Like the first downs, it's completely efficient. 431 yards. Passing was, was awesome. And we rushed the ball well, too, yeah. man. I mean, that's the thing. 192 yards uh, rushing. Yeah, that's actually one of our best rushing games since the Browns game. Yeah, Browns I game. think yeah. Uh, we had 200-something yards in that game on the ground, and this is one of our best rush games that we've had in a very, very long time. I, I wrote down a lot of the good about this game, and that was one of the things that I said yep. we needed to establish before the playoffs. We can't be this one-dimensional-based team. I think there was actually a stat earlier in the game that talked about um, the 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 unbalance of the game basically for the pass versus run is has been pretty tremendous for us this season. Yep. So we need to find a balance in the game pass and rush. Interesting stat they talked about in the game was I think it said seventy six percent of the passes that the, we do in a game are behind the line of scrimmage, which is pretty bad. And actually, I think we're like fifth in the league in that stat, which is not really good at all for us. But one thing I really wanted to point out here is the yards per play. Sick. Seven. Seven. That's crazy. pretty high for us as a team. We've been in the five yards per game or part per play. So we have figured out how to be able to get the ball downfield, which I don't know about you, Tony, but I remember seeing a couple really amazing catches by Mike Williams. Man, um, sick. Sick. Amazing. There, there were some amazing catches, but, you know, on the rush statistics right there, you got to back out one big chunk play right there. And that uh, – you know, that kind of skews that a little bit right there. But that Great. Mike Williams play, fantastic. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, the one, one of the things that has frustrated me, maybe, Tony, you can, you can give us your thoughts on this as well, too. I love Keenan Allen, but he's really bad at yards after the catch. I think I think Mike Williams is pretty good at it at times. But, man, Allen and Williams, yeah. I just wish they would get some more yards after catch. They just don't seem to get that. And that no. it kind of frustrates me about our offense specifically because if he drops the ball – yeah. Then there's, you know, you're not getting the first down potentially if he's not past the sticks. And so I get a little frustrated with that. It's one of the things I would definitely say we need to improve on in general. So kind of want to get your take on that as well. Uh, well, I think that comes with, you know, the route design. And maybe you're not going to have a lot of the DB squatting on the routes when we don't have a speed right wide receiver to take the top really of the sure. defense off. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to start to cheat up toward the line of scrimmage right there. You're going to get tighter coverages. So if you got that speed guy right up there, it's going to open up some of the underneath stuff, and we're not—we don't have that right now. So no, that no. speed guy is a real, real big problem. Yeah, and Guyton was that guy for us, and Guyton right. went out with a knee injury, and that basically pretty much ended that speed stretch kind of player for us. Um, but you know, at the same side, the one thing that's beautiful in talking with Steve from Arizona Bolt Club, he said, "Hey, look, the one thing is though." Allen is one of those guys that'll get you to the point to where you need to be at. And he'll go to that spot. He'll catch the ball. He'll get you the yards that you need. Yep. You know, one catch that he made that I thought was kind of interesting where they said that he was down and it was kind of a longer pass that he caught where he ended up getting touched, I guess, on the ground. And he kind of got up and he looked around like, did I really yeah, get yeah. touched? <laughs> like, exactly. it, it kind of makes me think about how Allen plays as a player because he, he wants to just get to the point, get the catch, and then stop at that point. And if you would want him to be able to want to try to get those yards after catch. And I feel like I he just kind of – I don't know if you remember Charlie Joyner, okay? Oh, yeah. I'm old yeah. enough to remember Charlie Joyner. And and he, when every time he got tackled, you know, he, he would do this little uh, – at the very yeah. end just to, just to cheat the ball up a little bit, you know? Um, yep. I don't know. I just wanted to kind of throw that out right yep. there. But the players are trying to do whatever they can. And the yak thing, like I said, I think they can design uh, uh, 
they can do a little bit better on the design of the play. So I'm not an entire Lombardi uh, worshiper here, right here. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. You know, the guy has his fundamental flaws in the way he's calling the game. I think he can get better, but I think it's way overblown from what I'm seeing and from what I'm hearing from the fans. And that's why I came out of this self-imposed hiatus that I'm talking in programs like this. I'm starting to post back on the Charger forums. And a lot of fans are going, hey, Tony, where you been, man? Where you been hiding now? Uh, it's because some of the things that I'm hearing right there, and I'm going like, ah, oh, wait a minute, man. You guys, you guys need to take a chill pill, a timeout. And if you really want to get uh, rid of Lombardi, root for the guy, okay? Because he's going to be offered a head coaching position if he wins the damn Super Bowl. And everybody's going to be happy. So why all of this negative karma with uh, with Coach Lombardi? I don't get it. You know, and I've been seeing, I've been seeing some twists in his offensive game planning that uh, I'm going to give you a for instance, okay? Yeah. And this is, not, because this this is not the only thing that we've talked about so much on our threads and, and, everyone's like upset with Lombardi, but we want to hear the other side of this conversation as well, too. So I'm really glad you're, you're covering this right now for sure. So continue, please. Good. Okay. So let me give you a, just a different spin. There's one play that they ran that was referring to it as the flea flicker. I have yep. never seen the chargers in my history run a flea yep. flicker quite like this, where it was passed back to Herbert on yep. a diagonal. I've never yep. seen that. Okay. And then it went to, to Allen. That should have been a touchdown. I think they should have. It should have been hundred percent. I remember that one. That yep. was a beautiful play, a new wrinkle in the offense. Then you shift to the Wildcat play that we shoved down the Dolphins' throat yep. that they were running the Wildcat years ago. Okay. I'm going, that's a beautiful play. And I'm going, why are the Lombardi people going, the guy has no innovation. He's not pushing it down the field. I'm seeing passes being pushed down the field does anybody remember the diagonal pass 60 yards mike williams you know that yep. uh, that herbert threw the only problem is he had two defenders ready to pound the crap out of the guy as they released the ball so you can't be doing that six seven times a game a game charger fans if you want yep. if you don't want our quarterback to end up uh, fitted with a drool cup and he's you know like tua is getting getting fitted yeah. for a drool cup he's right now Three, right. you know, three concussions, three concussions, not a good situation. Yeah, it's not a good thing, man. You know, the guy's going to – his next job is going to be aver- as, a, as a model, as a mannequin, you know, doing that <laughs> fencing pose, man, in a department store. You know? Yeah, he yeah. should retire, in my opinion. It's a safety issue at this point. Yeah. But, but you bring up a great point because what I, I, we were watching the game together, weren't we? Yeah, we were watching the 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 uh, Miami game together. And yeah. I, when, I, when I saw that Wildcat play, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So different. This is so what we, This is what we want to yeah. see. So here's my question. Do you think we're going to start doing a little more of that offense going into the playoffs? Absolutely. Or we just kind of held it out, and then we're going to start mixing that in a little bit more later on? Because I hope so. But, yeah, I want to get your thoughts. The things that I'm seeing right here, he's providing new twists on the stick route. He's starting to flatten them out. Yep. Getting the seams more. A lot of the fans, some of these new wrinkles that you're seeing right here, why the hell does the guy want to tip his hand right before the playoffs? Yeah, You don't want to do that. No. Nope. I think he's, you know, some of these wrinkles that he's throwing out right here, I think is a shot across the bottom of the pants to shut up. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Relax. Take a chill pill, man. We've been down this road before. And, and like I said, I'm not a, a Lombardi worshiper. Yeah. I want a wrinkle. The one thing that I want in my life before I die, and I just became a great grandfather, 
uh, yesterday was my birthday, but is to have a ring before yeah, I agreed. die. Okay? Agreed. Agreed. So um, I've been through the up and downs. I've been through the Harlan Safaris, man. People yeah. don't even remember Harlan Safaris, the Charger coach, the worst yeah. coach in Chargers history, the drug scandals. So um, I think I've got a good perspective on what Lombardi is doing. The fan knee-jerk reaction that we're seeing, we're missing the Guyton 60-yard beautiful bomb pass, man, and Lombardi's had to adjust the, had to adjust the game plan. The guy that had a broken rib cage. Yeah, yep. offense that's porous. Yep. The heart, the running game has no heartbeat. So these last two games, this last game, I would have not been uh, disappointed if they were to run the damn ball every single play and not pass the ball one time just to get the offense in a run tempo because we're going to need that for the playoffs. Yep, agreed. We are. Well, and the big thing, too, you know, in a great point that you made, Tony, was, you know, you don't want to show all your cards during the season because you want to be able to have those tricks later on during the playoffs. And, you know, we're all harping on, you know, Lombardi. You know, I'm critical of Lombardi in some sense. Do you, you think you have a generational-based talent right now, the young guy, third year, rookie of the year, kind of guy, guy that could be easily a top three quarterback, and you just want him to throw the ball downfield. But at the same side, right now, guess what, guys? We're at 10 and six now. You realize we're at 10 and six, sitting now in the fifth seed right now in the playoffs, waiting for the Ravens to lose tonight. Let's go Steelers, by the way. Let's go Steelers. Uh, <laughs> a new Steelers fan tonight. Yep, for sure. And the thing about it is, is we need to have those tricks for the playoffs to really throw teams off a bit. And we hope that that's what's going to happen with Lombardi. Now, there's good and there's bad and then there's ugly with Lombardi. And I think a lot of the fan base just really just want to see Herbert throw the ball, unleash him. Now, once again, Herbert threw 5,000 yards last year. He also, we had a top five offense last year. This year, I think we're ninth or eighth in the league right now with all these injuries that we've had this season. I mean, which is pretty incredible to be able to see all that happen. So bottom line, I think it's just an insane thing to be able to see what Lombardi has done, at least to be able to get us to a point of 10 and six. Now you have to give a big shout out to Brandon Staley because he did a phenomenal job to be able to navigate through all these injuries and specifically biggest shout out for him for the last four games. Defensive defensive calling has been massive for this team. So Where's you know, the shout out for offense? Where's the yep. shout out for Lombardi, guys? Come on, yep. man. <laughs> so, 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 Tony, you know, come you, on. Yeah, you were talking about the you yeah, having a ring before you uh, oh, before yeah. you die. Yeah. I, I remember reading this hilarious obituary. He was a Browns fan. It was hilarious. He said, "Hey, can I have the uh, players uh, gently rest me down and just let me down one last time?" <laughs> <laughs> As, as a fan, but I was yeah. I was trying to look up the actual picture. The way he wrote it was extremely hilarious. Yeah. But here's the thing. My grandpa, the guy who took me to the game, never saw a championship. Yep. Never saw a championship. And so, you know, again, it's one of those things where I think about a lot. It's some of the ones. And yeah. I, we all guys, we're, we're on the cusp. I feel like this team, this is where it needs to be. We have all the tools we need to win this. It's getting We just got to go get yeah, it. We just got to go get it. The thing about it is it's beautiful about it is that once again, going back on the generational talent, we have Herbert, we have Brandon Staley, who's a young coach that seems to be kind of a little bit of a gunslinger in a sense and likes to take some risks when necessary. I'm a big fan of that fourth and Staley fourth mentality. And Staley. Fourth okay, and, uh, look, look, I'm going to hold the bolt, bro, here. I'm going to hold your feet with the fire, guys. Uh oh! You want this long bomb. You need yeah. this long bomb. <laughs> you want to be on that wall, you know? Yeah. Yes. We want it. Okay. We want it. 
if you start designing plays for the Chargers, it's going to take what to get that long bomb. Yeah. The small small plays to be able to get achieve the yeah. long ball basically, or or also or also the play action, right? So yeah, you, play you, action. You need to get the running game going. The good, see, that's partially why I think the running game was so awesome. Big, yeah. one hundred ninety two yards. They have to respect our run. I mean, Eckler balled out, killed it, balled killed out. It. So if you can do the play action, you can get the ball down. The, the other option would be the seven step drop for the quarterbacks, right? Sure. Yep. yep. You start employing a seven step drop for the quarterbacks for those deep plays to develop. And Herbert is going to be in a wheelchair with his O line. Yep. Right. Yep. One hundred percent. Well, and and um, as far as that's concerned too, right? I mean, the one thing that I have also liked about Herbert, Herbert's footwork has gotten so much better. It was one of the big things he worked on the off season. His footwork was something he three step, five step, seven step yep. drops. He focused his on that fake. a lot. His yep. fake selling the play action fake. Is, is night and day from last year. And selling the play action fake and the way yep. he continued you know, to, to continue the fake has gotten a lot better. That was my yep. biggest gripe with Herbert is yep. that he needs to have a, a coach, there's a chain day, right? As yep. a quarterback coach to work with him on selling that fake, getting that Chad Pennington like Houdini faking the camera out, going like, oh, shit, quarterbacks still have the ball, man. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah. And, and by the way, Aether, this is great. So this, this is a good question, too. And Tony, you should, you, you'd answer this question as well, too. Actually, why don't you answer this question if you don't mind? You you could read it there on your screen. Okay, right? the play calling was good today, and I believe Staley had a talk with the man and told him your stuff together, bro. If you need to go deep in the playoffs, your thoughts, please. If I'm wrong, no, no, look, yeah, um, no, he didn't have a talk with the bro. He just told the bro, do your thing, man. Yeah. Okay, that's what Staley's doing. He's let he's letting people coach. They know their jobs, yep. and Staley's just no, I no, I um. That's the way I sense it. Okay, yeah. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I'm not. I'm not right on all of this stuff. <laughs> well, you know the thing is, though, we're we're always the outsiders looking in, and we would love to be able to be in the insider right. perspective to be able to really get what's going on for the game planning this week. Now, the big thing that I came into this game is I really wanted to see this run game going. Like I wanted to see that element of our team going, and we really were able to do that. And I think we schemed that right. And, and to your point before when we were going through the stats there tony you know really it was one big rip by austin echo was 72 yard touchdown by the way which was a record for him big time uh, great to be able to see that i mean and by the way that guy is potential to be able to get up to 220 touchdown base years back to back now like he's getting close to that point right once again he has did not get into the pro Bowl, which is, is criminal. absolutely criminal, criminal in my opinion but at the same side, maybe he didn't get to the Pro Bowl because we're going to go to the Super Bowl and the Pro Bowl doesn't matter. So who cares? Um. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd like to know from the fans that are they're following along, has anybody seen a sweeter catch than Mike Williams did today? We got Chandler, we got John Jefferson, we got Lance Allworth. That. Has anybody seen a sweeter pass than what we saw today? That was beautiful. It, it was, was incredible. Catch. It was incredible. You know, I mean, there's a lot of good receivers that we've had in our in our Charger career um, in Chargers history, but Mike Williams is making some really really solid catches these past couple of weeks. It's been great to see him back on the field, and right. man, I mean that catch that he had where it hit him and ended up finding a way to be able to get possession and just have it fully secured to be able to stay in bounds was. A thing of beauty, thing of beauty. Exactly. One hand, did he have the one hander also? Too? One hander. That one hander yeah. was nuts. Yep. Ah. The, thing, the thing about Williams is, 
and, and Staley said this before, he has an uncanny knack of making the hard play look easy for yep. him, for him. Like he, he, he's just that good. Right. And again, remember, uh, it was the Titans yep. that 43 second drive when he basically right. said, Hey, throw it up in the air, just throw it to just me. go. I will yep. get it. And he made it happen. Herbert and with that, one that, hand, he said, sit down, bitch. I got this ball. Beautiful, I got this. Damn it. And you, you, know? and you, you sit back you and you it. see that, and yeah. you can't coach that. You cannot coach that. I guess this is one thing I will say, guys. We've said this. The players are taking ownership of the team. Yeah. There's only so much a coach can do. Yep. 100%. In my opinion, I mean, at some point, they have to stop and say, okay, you got to be better. Yeah, we got to be better as a team. So my thought is these players are finally sitting down and, and they're and they're they're hitting their stride at the right time. Yep. Who was talking about that earlier? There was a a, a podcast or a, a, uh, an announcer. They were talking specifically about how the Chargers are very dangerous because they're finally hitting their stride. Yep. And they actually said that the Chargers are probably the hottest team in the AFC right now. I think I think we're playing the best football. Currently. You know, I mean, when you go back to the history and I and one thing that I would love to be able to see once again. We're Charger fans. We've been Charger fans as long as I've known football. Yep. I mean, 20, 30 years, 40 years, whatever it's been. I mean, I'm 42 years old, and all I've known is Chargers football. Being at Chargers games frequently, season ticket holder out in San Diego. My little brother Kyle was at the game today, season ticket holder at SoFi out in L.A. We want to be able to see a Super Bowl. Now, one thing that's kind of cool about this and to yeah. see a win with this team it would be really cool the way this defense is playing right now. Wouldn't it be awesome to be able to get us into those 85 bear conversations or the 2000 Ravens kind of conversations of these high end defenses, or excuse me, I think it was 2001 Ravens. It's 2000, 2001, whenever they won their, right. that last one with uh, Ray Lewis. Um, but wouldn't it be cool to be able to see these chargers be known as the 2022 chargers defense, that suffocating defense that just could figure it out and just find ways to make plays. I mean, once again, we're averaging our defense giving under 11 points a game now. I think on average yards per game now, we're probably around 230-ish uh, per game right now. This is a suffocating defense right now. And and defense wins championships. When I was looking at the exactly across the boards, DVOA, everything, points allowed, yards allowed. It's number one across the board, hands down. These guys have found the magic. I, have, I love it. And let's keep that magic going. And beautiful right. thing, we're in Arizona, and the Super Bowl is here in Arizona. How perfect would it be to be able to have, well, for us, I think it would be jersey. great. Yeah, I'll be wearing these because these are our lucky jerseys for some reason. Yeah. They're just and, and LT's a stud, by the way. LT, so, LT. Um, you know, it would be great if they'd come out here and win it and have the Super Bowl. I mean, Bull yeah. Pride 602, we've even chatted with them on Monday about it, and they said, hey, look. We're going to have a killer week out here if this happens. It's yeah. going to be a great time. Yeah, so, 100%. I, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it in my bones. There's a lot of Charger fans. I just, I just found one of the moderators at our forums. Uh, uh, he's got his Charger. He's uh, got uh, yeah. terminal cancer. Yes. And, yeah. have, and this is his last time, his last chance for uh, a ring. And he was uh, he's uh, he was at one of the first Charger games. He's the uh, yeah, he knows the Chargers. If you get on uh, the the bolts, the powderblues.com, yeah. um, you know, go in there and exchange some words with the guy because he can give you history like you've never seen it before uh, from the early 60s, Sid Gilman perspective. 
uh, Earl Faison, uh, uh, Tobin Roth, Ben, Keith Lincoln, uh, all of the greats, Lance Allworth, and give you some uh, some in-depth perception. Uh, with him and his wife were at many, many, many games. That's so, awesome. uh, you know, check it out. Yeah. So let's uh, let's leave the Aether's question here for all those crazy people that don't think Staley can coach. <laughs> what do you think about – so, by the way, I know Aether loves Staley. And, and look, the, one of the things I will say um, – uh, is that it's great being on this pod. This podcast has made me a better fan because I think I have a better perspective. I kind of see most both sides of it. And that's actually why I really wanted you on here as well too, Tony, because you have a completely different perspective with Joe Lombardi. A lot of history too. A lot of yeah, history. A lot of yes. love hearing that. Yeah, you know, talking about Lance Allworth and, and where the Chargers are. But again, the, the you know, the, so that Staley can't coach. Think about um, taking Herbert out. And uh, I love that he believes in his defense right now. Uh, what are your up. thoughts? Yeah. And now go ahead. I mean, I, I think we've kind of already been talking a lot about that, man. Like, I mean, this defense is on a whole new level, and I love seeing it. Like, even to go back into, say, the more recent suffocating defense that we had in the 05, 06 kind of era, when we went 14-2 with Marty Schottenheimer and all that kind of such. I mean, that was a solid, solid defense, by the way. Um, but there's something different about how this defense is played. Before we hired Brandon Staley, one thing that I said is, remember some of our best years was a defensive head coach with Marty Schottenheimer. And those were fun, fun years to watch Marty Schottenheimer as yeah, defensive yeah. head coach makes a huge difference. And the beautiful thing about Brandon Staley is that he is an offensive player converted to a defensive coordinator with a defensive mind, but has the ability to look at an, a defense or an offense to be able to how to be able to create a defense against their offense. And he's got a double mind, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Right. He could look at both the offense and defense and understand what's going on. And well, yeah. It could create a very, very suffocating base defense right now. Yeah, and I also think, too, that Brandon Staley has been a little bit more involved yep. in the play calling as well, too. I do think midway through the season, he started kind of looking at some of these third and shorts and third, you know, yep. and, and going, okay, right, let's let's dial up these few plays or whatever. He's picking a few out. Um, and I think it's changed. It's yeah. been a really good thing. Because I think, I think for a long time, he just kind of let, you know, Lombardi do whatever he wanted to do. But I think now he's taking a little bit more ownership of that as well, too. Yep. So I think it's hey, how, about, how about this defensive piece right here? Uh, addition by subtraction. Yep. What do I mean by that here for the defense? We got rid of a first-round draft pick and Jerry Tillery. Dude, he came we, back to punk us in the Raider game, and we're all thinking, oh, shit, we got screwed <laughs> this move, man, didn't we, huh? Yeah. Look where the defense is right now. I'm going to share a little story right here by uh, my niece, Cora, if she's listening to the podcast. Yeah, she, she was on earlier, so she's probably yeah, on. Yeah, Cora, when you told me that you saw Jerry Tillery's dad out there for the uh, for the tailgaters, I can't quite remember if I told you, go tell uh, Jerry Tillery's dad that his son sucked ass and that he needed to be cut from this fucking team, man. He was a waste of human flesh, a wasted draft pick, man. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember if I told you to do that, and you told me, "Oh, Coney, I can't do that." Or not. But I clearly <laughs> remember that going on in my brain. So, uh, correct me in the chat if I'm wrong. No, it's I, insane yeah. how different our defense has worked. Uh, there was a stat that I pulled up where it was just like a massive shift of our entire defense after that point. Which obviously we could all just say in the last four games as a sample size how different our defense has played without that guy. We always called him Speed Bump yep. because he was just basically that guy on the defensive line that lays on the ground 
and then the running back just runs past him basically every time it jumps over. That was over. a lazy piece of shit, man. A hundred percent. Taking fucking resources from this from the salary cap that we could have been giving to people, man, that were more productive. You know Big what I mean? So, you know, time. don't let the door hit you on the way out, man. And you got that one redemption <laughs> factor on Herbert or whatever, man. Yeah. You know, fuck him. He's out of here, man. And yeah. I'm black. You know, you know the, the interesting point about that, too, though. Guess so who's getting more playtime? Morgan Fox. Yep. Morgan yeah. Fox is getting a ton more playtime. Huge. Yeah. And it, it, the th here's the thing, though, about Tillery. And this is one thing that I will say. Tillery... What Brandon Staley really tried to do, even Gus Bradley really tried to do, is try to get him more pass rushing options, right? Because yep. he's more of a pass rusher. So he might try to run him on educationally. He couldn't do that. Um, but they tried to make him do more pass rushing. But he was horrible at stopping the run. Yeah. Horrible. And in Brandon Staley's defense, again, he always play light. He always has light boxes. It's four to five man rushes maximum, usually. Yep. I mean, unless you're really blitzing. But my point is, if you, got, you have a guy that can't stop the run, you, you can't be on the line, right? You have to be above average in, in his defense, right? right? Because right. he plays such light boxes. So so the fact is, okay, great. You're going to only rush the passer. He didn't like that. That's why they let him go, right? He's like, fine. I don't want to, I don't want to play anymore. Blah, blah, blah. He got upset. They let him go. Say, bud. And that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. You know, and we, we don't have Sony Michelle on the team anymore, which I think was really interesting as well. But Roundtree, Hey, we got plenty there. And we still yeah. got Spiller. Yep. Yeah. Hey, well, yeah, here's a little something to shake up the Bullfrogs. If Derwin James cannot learn not to lead with the crown of his helmet, yeah, he's no use to this team. Yeah. And if it gets to the point where he's like Rodney Harrison and becomes a liability, this yep. team is going to need to think about their options, like trading his ass. Yeah. So I hope he learns not to be doing that shit. And I think yep. we're going in the forums right here, you know, oh, but it was a legal hit. You can't do these matrix things. No, don't lower don't your helmet, not yep. with the crown. If you can't do that, we will get players that can abide yep. by those rules. Yeah, and somebody talked specifically about Nas uh, Adderley, and I think it was JT Woods. JT Woods came in and played quite a bit today, yep. right? He had, he had some stats. It's good to see him come along as well, too, right? And, again, a lot of people always are complaining about Tom Telesco. I think Tom Telesco and, and Brandon Staley had a very good draft, right? These players yeah. have stepped up. Now, yeah. the good news is, to your point about Derwin James, the highest-paid safety in the league, and he's fantastic. Again, yeah. he's a phenom. But you're right. He's got he's to think safety first, right? We're paying him a lot of money. He needs to right. be out on the field. And it's also a safety issue. I get Agreed. that. But Agreed. it's good to see JT Woods out there. We've already had Ja Taylor out there. He's looking great. We haven't seen a whole lot of Dean Leonard recently, no. but you can't say enough about Jamari Sawyer, right? Jamari stepping in. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Zion's been so money this yeah. year. And so, look, I just – it's amazing where this team is going. So, I'm just excited yeah. to see that. No, yeah. I mean – Before everybody loses their mind on Herbert and that laser that laser cannon that he's had right here, trenches. We, yeah. The war is won and lost right on the trenches. If we yep. don't have beef, you can have Jesus Christ as quarterback, and he's going to get his ass destroyed. Especially yeah. in those sandals, he's going to get <laughs> those uh, sandals. Get the sandals they ain't got grit. They ain't got grit. They fall <laughs> off your feet all the time. It doesn't work like cleats at all. <laughs> Jesus sandals, you. I love it. I love it. Well, no, and, and, no Nike endorsements for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well, and just to say about the O line, I mean, you're, you're basically quoting a Bobby Ross philosophy about you know we we win and lose games at the line basically. And that's a big, big thing that I think that we've emphasized a lot within this team. And today, we did not give up one sack no this sacks. game. That's Massive. So sick. So sick. Yeah. Our defensive line, we've got three sacks today. One 
by Morgan Fox, one by KVN, one by oh, also with the strip um, of the ball too. And then uh, the third one was, I think it was uh, uh, Sebastian Joseph Day. SJD. SJD got it today. So our defensive line is doing their job, and they are going after it. Our O line is doing their job. It is always once again one and loss at the lines, guys. If we could keep our O line doing what they're doing, if we could even get Slater back too at left tackle, if that's even right. a chance, right. that's going to be massive for us. If we could even get him for playoff game number one, massive for us, by the Move way. Move Sawyer to right tackle, man, and get rid yep. of the, the, the shit that they got on over there. You know when we're going to know when we're where our, line, our O line is, is where it needs to be? When fans start bitching about the swing tackle. Yep. That's all we got to bitch about, man. The yep. old line is set, and we've never been there as, as a Charger team in our in our collective history. I never remember where we had to bicker about the swing tackle because the line was set. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, sorry. Andy's over here playing around with a laugh track. Yeah, the too, laugh but... track, laugh track. Yeah, that, I just said Justin Warbus is awesome, dude. Yeah, Jesus Christ can win it all. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, though, love, going back to your point, so – I actually put like a good, bad, and the ugly to this game kind of thing. Right. And one of the ugly things that I said is the Pipkins injury. Yep. And so just to say, if Slater does come back, obviously he's going to take the left tackle. Put Salyer on the right tackle at that point. Dude, this line could be very, very stable. Now the issue is we've been having some issues of the guards. So Zion's been giving up a, a fair amount of pressures. And yeah. also Matt Filer's been up a fair amount of yeah. pressures. Oh, it's Salyer. He's four yep. or five times the pressure rate than, you know, his predecessor. Yep. Yep. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's, if we could, I mean, we'll see kind of what happens here with this whole situation, but if Slater does come back, that would be huge for us. Just another piece to this, add to this puzzle. Once again, one of the most dangerous teams to go in the playoffs is a healthy team, by the way, a team that is actually rolling like this team right now. Right. It's a dangerous, dangerous team all around. You know, one thing I was going to throw out there too and I don't know if you've been paying to it too, Tony. We finally got a third down touchdown. Yeah. I called it. As a matter of third quarter touchdown. It's going to end today. It ends yep. today. The, the end third today. quarter jinx quiver, it's all gone. Yep. Thank you. I'm so glad. And once again, our two touchdowns were to our tight ends, Parham and Everett. That's awesome to be able to see that happen. Parham yeah. has always been one of those guys that, and once again, they were in red zone situations because we've been kind of struggling in the red zone and getting touchdowns. We got two touchdowns, both to tight ends in the red zone. That's massive. Just getting that third quarter monkey off our back is huge Big for time. us. Uh, the thing no, is no, 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 not for the Lombardi haters. You know, I mean, that's uh, come on, guys. Uh, you know, it, it's not enough. You know, until well, okay, you know, you know. Okay. <laughs> well, but I, but I, but to your point, right? I think we look at Herbert, right, and we put him on such a pedestal and said, dude, he should be balling out. Balling. He, yeah. need, he needs to beat the, you know, the touchdown record from Dan Marino, which I think he probably won't get now. I think he's off by, what, seven touchdowns? Probably about seven touchdowns. Six touchdowns, yeah. something like that. But, he, you know, more yardage than anybody in three years' history of any quarterback and yada, yep. yada. So, it's amazing. But we, we just have this such high expectation for Justin Herbert. And it's easy to blame the OC. Yeah. Well, and the one thing, too, in one of the games, I, th I think it was the Monday night game. I think it was Troy Aikman talking about, you know, people want to look at the stats that Justin Herbert's doing. Okay, he had a couple picks or whatever, didn't get a touchdown or whatever. He's been not throwing touchdowns the past couple weeks or whatnot. But he said, look, man, guess what? I was with the Cowboys. I had I had uh, Emmett Smith as a running back. Yep. 
my job was required to be able to give the ball to Emmett Smith and make touchdowns for him. Easy in some way or another. Now we don't really have that running back guy, but today we did show we do actually have a running game. So we don't really have to sit there and say, well, Justin Herbert needs to have four touchdowns to win the game for us. If we could just have a balanced game all around, a balanced run game, yeah. which Eckler got two touchdowns, Herbert got yeah. two touchdowns. We need balance. And right now we're showing a balanced game right now. And great timing to be able to have that balance. Play action pass like you're talking about. Have a downfield play. So, uh, Tony, why don't you take Aether's question here? I think this is a good one for you. Um, So I think this is a pretty good question for you you to handle. And I'll I'll, I'll, I'll maybe add a little bit of color afterwards as well. Can Morgan Fox and Kyle Van Noy be a difference maker in the playoff? Let me hear you, please. Yeah, I mean, of course, but, but it's going to take both a couple of games to get back into play and shape. And I, I said this, I said, don't expect a lot of uh, great things for, from both sides here in this first game. Yeah. But with both the back, can Morgan Fox and Kyle be a, a difference maker in the playoff? You bet. Absolutely. Kyle right. Van Noy is, is balling out. Another, I'm not hearing some love here from the fans. I need more love for Kenneth Murray. I thought yeah. that dude was going to be a bust. Dude. And uh, he put egg all over this fan face. You know, and I've been watching football for a long time. I say, nah, this dude's got to go, man. I, I yeah. was ready. No, but he's he's proven me wrong. That's okay. Oh, he's been he's been really aggressive. Balling and out. so the one Balling thing out. when we drafted him, I always said Kenneth Murray's a guy that just needs to attack the line. Yep, he needs to be able to fill those gaps in whatever gap it might be to be able to stop the run and. He, but at the same side, I feel like in the past couple of weeks, he's figured out the pass game a little bit more Wait, and how to protect against the pass. That's the key thing that he has finally figured out, in my opinion, in the last couple of weeks. He, he, is he has solved the cranial rectal inversion syndrome because that's where his head has been. This <laughs> well, I can write that down. Cranial rectal inversion syndrome. And start playing some hard nosed football. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, somebody need to light a, light a fire under his ass, yeah. and I think yeah. that's what happened. I, I agree, because there was a lot of people chirping about him, saying, hey, he's going to be a guy that's going to trade it off or cut by the end of the season or whatnot. I thought, I thought that for a while, guys. And I, so I really did. People have figured it out, too, you know. And by the way, I think we got oh. 69 Mega back in the chat Sorry, here, guys. guys. Sorry, let's, guys. Let's remove this stuff. Um, but – yeah, so the thing about it is, and, and even in the chat, if you're seeing here, Tony, a lot of people are saying, hey, Murray can't tackle. Murray still misses a lot of tackles. I mean, not every linebacker, not every cornerback, not every defensive lineman can hit every single tackle, by the way, guys. Like, hey, Drew Tranquil got his ass trucked on one play, and I'm going like, oh, geez, right. I was by the Raiders. Remember that was yeah. right on the goal line? Remember that? I line? remember that. Yep. I yeah, remember that. I'm going like, Drew, get your ass up, man. You yep. make us all look well. It happens, okay? So, did you see? Did you see the Nas Adderley uh, get blocked by I think Cam Akers today Cam when Akers. he had a free oh, lane? He lit him up. Dude, I was like, he got Whoa. destroyed and thrown yeah. out of the screen. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. like, see you later, bud. Like, yeah. it, it, everybody makes errors, guys. We are humans. We're mistake prone humans, but at the same side, oh, that's right. He's finding ways to make plays, and that's a beautiful thing. And that's a big progression for for Kenneth Murray, in my opinion. Right. Um, all around great. Uh, one thing I was going to also bring up too about this game is that. Once again, we did give up only about 10 points in this game. Our averages have been 11.3 the last four weeks. Huge, right on. huge stat for us. That is winning football, by the way. Hey, and going back on that, Justin Herbert is 18-4 and four if our defense gives up 27 points a game. Right. That's insane. Just think about that. That's our defense can give up a lot of points. We can still find a way to be able to yep. win. Um, so 
at 10 points, that puts us in a more winning base situation. If we're averaging that say through the playoffs, we're going to, we're going to run this thing. We're going to win the Super Bowl in Arizona. If we keep doing that. Yeah, so I'm feeling it. great, great thing. Um, also first time the Chargers have scored over 30 points since week five of this season. Big shout out to, to, to Lombardi on that offense did what they needed to do today. So, yeah, and, and, and I think to your point too, and I guess this is also what you're saying as well too, Tony, is that the players are holding each other accountable. I think the defense finally said, Hey, look, enough is enough. Yeah. What were they giving up? Like five and a half yards of play yeah. on average. And they're like, what it the hell ridiculous. is this guy? Yeah. On the so, ground. Yeah, yeah. So KVN literally had a, a team meeting and said, Hey, look guys, we got to do better. We got to hold each other accountable. We got to make it happen. And that's veteran leadership. That's exactly what like Stanley you know started guys. You know where it started? And, and I, was, I, was, I kind of listened to a little story. It's when Khalil Mack took them all out to dinner. Yep. 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 That's yep. exactly right. And, and Fajoko ate yeah. like a bajillion amount, like a bunch yeah. of steak and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why you steak? could be a question if you guys have been paying attention there. Who is the charger least likely to be invited to a Thanksgiving dinner? Fajoko. Fajoko, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. You guys are on it. I love Fajoko. Right. I love Fajoko. But again, it, again, to to what we're discussing in general, there's only so much a coach can do to coach their players, right? The yeah. players eventually have to look at each other and say, "Hey, man, you got to get better." Yeah. Like I play softball competitively, we play pickleball, me and my brothers, and so at some point you got to look at each other and say, "Hey, look, you got to improve on this and get better, yeah. and just understand that your game could be better." And that's what this team is finally doing. Yeah. I don't know why it took so long for this. Of course, I guess the team was so banged up. Yeah. yeah you know, that's yeah. a big part of the problem, but but it's good to see us do it now. Yep, and the and the one thing too, and I'm I'm giving, well, I'm going to throw it out there. We win the Super Bowl. Kyle Van Noy is definitely the MVP, in my opinion, for the season because he was the guy, the leader that stepped up when it was necessary to be able to get this team in the right directions. And I will buy a Kyle Van Noy jersey <laughs> yeah. for sure because right. that guy. So going Maybe. back on that whole article when he had those team meetings, he had it before the Raider game. Hey, he put 5.44 yards is what we're giving up on the ground. We need to do better. And since then, I mean, the Raider game wasn't great because Josh Jacobs ran all over us. But since then, we have been absolute lights out. He has been an absolute leader to this team. And this is why he is here, because he has won yeah, two Super Bowls. Yeah. He knows what it takes to be able to win a Super Bowl. And he is that guy that is going to be that vocal leader for us. And once again, his actions speak louder than words also on top of that, too, because his actions have been phenomenal. He's gotten a sack ever since after the Raider game. And even in this game, got that uh, fumble too. Um, the the well, I guess you'd consider that a sack fumble at that point. Um, but basically, he is actually being on the field playing really, really good, high quality football. High quality football. It's like high quality H two O, basically. <laughs> high quality H two O. But that was very water boy of me. Um, but bottom line, those are the guys that will be able to put us up to that next level as a team. And if I go and reflect on a lot of the other Chargers teams. I don't really feel like we've ever really had a guy that's been there, done that, and has won many Super Bowls that really could step up in that point. It's a lot of young guys that we drafted, a couple of free agents that we picked up, but not really guys that have won multiple Super Bowls to be, yep. be, be that vocal leader for us. And Brandon Staley has really constructed this defense and this team very well to be able to surround us with those kind of players that have done it including before. the offensive coordinator and special yeah. team coordinator. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Ficken is incredible. I will, I will yeah. say this. I get a little nervous. I think he might get a head coaching. He, he, incredible. He's 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 been great he got, for us. When was – okay. Well, we were talking about just the other day. 
I always get terrified when I see the, the field goal. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. we're going to miss a field goal. We're going to miss a – and yeah. it has not been a problem. No problem. No punting problems. J.K. Scott's been absolutely incredible. Dicker the kicker. Kick yeah. him in the dicker. I mean, dude, I'm not joking. <laughs> I like that big dicker energy thing, man. I like that. I like that as well. Uh, but yeah, so so to answer this question here as well, to K9 is playing better than a lot of folks, and, and he does have room for a perfect. You're exactly correct. He's not playing perfect. But again, as a first round pick, you know, there is more scrutiny, right? I mean, think of Tiller sure. and everybody else, right? Because we actually traded up to get K9 as well, too. So, you know, we gave up even more. But if we could continue his momentum, his continually climbing up, man, I because he has the frame and the physique, right? He, he just he's kind of missing the mind or where he really needs to be to make things work correctly. Yeah. That's I think that's he's finally coming to to grips with that, and I think that's awesome. So this is good. Yeah, here's another thought here from Aether. Why don't you take this question as well too, Tony? I know uh, Aether had some good ideas um, about our uh, shutting down the run. Okay, it's not about shut down the run game to me. What is important, get off schedule, stop it for minus two yards, and now you at second and 12 off schedule. That's important to our defense. I need a translation matrix for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is the, the longest run-on sentence that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, man, help my brother out after all of these micheladas, man. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> put a period in there or something, a comma, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. about the shutdown run game to me that it's important. Get the team off schedule, stop it for my yep. yards. And so no. I think he's kind of just basically saying, hey, get them into second and long situations. Second and long. Yep. And that's going to be able to really change up the defense in general because or our defensive plan for us. Um, because it allows them to be able to say, hey, they're going to throw a pass offense at that point. They're going to throw a pass on us. It really keeps us kind of in a position to where it's winning football for us and it's losing football for them, I think. I think that's kind of where his idea is at with that question. I got no clue where where, where he's coming from on that one right there. So thank you for helping this bro brother out. <laughs> we got you, Tony. We got hey, Aether's, Aether's one of the guys that hangs out with us all the time in our streams. I, I chat with him through DMs and everything, too. He We always chat a ton of football. So he, he's a stud, man. But I think there's also a lot of people that are just like on their phones just typing away and they're not just, you know, just – Putting it as like commas, periods, and everything yeah. like that too. So I get it. Yeah, but 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 the whole point is you want them in third and long. Yeah. Okay. You, you you're, want you're shutting them you down, right? Yep. It, but but again, the thing that I've always said about Brandon Silly's defense, it's not about it's it. In fact, we were talking about this on the way here yep. uh, after the game. We were just talking. Brandon Stilly doesn't care about stopping the run. He he if he wants to stop the run, basically he looks at it as a choice. Yeah. I either am going to stop the run or I'm going to stop the pass. He says 110%. I would rather stop the pass. That's all I care about. Yep. It, that's why we play such light boxes, right? But that's why we need fat guys on the line to jam the holes up, right? That's why Tillery was horrible because he could not hold a gap. Right? Well, yeah, when you're running a base 34 defense, yep. if you do not have a nose tackle like a Jamal Williams, if you guys remember yeah, back to Jamal Williams, Williams somebody sick. that is going to command two people. Yep. The 34 defense is a piece of shit. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't work. The, yep. the, the, the closest guy that we've had to uh, a dominant nose tackle is the Hawaiian brother we got in there, Fahoko. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fahoko, yeah. Um, but but what yeah. I would like to see is those 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 three defensive linemen that, that constitute 34 defense uh, to be two gapping. Yep. Not yep. just a one gap stump that, you know, is, you know, just taking care of one gap, but 
takes care of two gaps. Now that's yeah. hard to find a two gap being, uh, you know, 34, you know, line. That's, 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 uh, that's, that's what you're looking for first round draft picks for that kind of yeah. shit. But that's what the, the New England Patriots did. Where yep. you could have your line, you could have one guy that's, you know, a, a two gap lineman, and uh, the right side of the line is only playing one gap. And when you're doing that kind of sophisticated shit, where he's doing, you know, two gap over here, one gap over here, and the linebackers know what the hell is going on. I mean, you got some pretty magical stuff that can happen, but you need the athletes. You need the people to do that. Yeah. Um, but you got to have a dominant nose tackle for the 34 defense to work. Otherwise, it's it's a struggle. And people go, hey, I'm going to make it a hybrid defense. And that's all bullshit, man. You know, you're either 34 or you're a 43. You're structurally different between the two. If you want a 34 defense, you got the big, fat stumps out there, you know, yep. for, for your linemen. If you're running a 43, it's a lot lighter lineman, more agile, uh, and it's just difference in philosophy. Me, Agreed. I prefer the 34 defense because I think it's more unpredictable yep. than the uh, than the 43 defense. Um, so, but that's just that's like you like Ford or Chevy, you know that kind of shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, exactly. So I'm a 34 guy. Well, and the one thing too, when we went to the training camp this year, and I and one thing I was observing quite a bit on that team was our defensive line. And and us adding a lot of you know butt and gut is what I always say to the to the defensive line room. You got Covington, you got Fajoko, you got Austin Johnson, Sebastian Joseph Day, big guys that could fill gaps. And Austin Eckler really pointed out to that. He said, "Hey, you know the one thing is though, and I know we're just in training camp right now, but these gaps are a lot smaller with this defensive line just because there's a lot more bigger, wider bodies here now too, and they're filling the gaps out a lot better for us and." That's a beautiful thing to be able to hear a running back who, to me, is one of the top running backs in the NFL, even though if you consider him almost a little bit of a hybrid guy because he's got over 100 catches plus, you know, 20 plus touchdowns through receiving or through rushing. Bottom line, we're finding guys that could fill these gaps, and that's really what we want. But one observation in the training camp was Tillery was the skinniest defensive lineman there, and he is the oddball there. And I thought he was going to get cut a long time ago. Should have gotten cut. But yeah, you know what? It comes cut. down to salary, it comes down to money, it comes down to ego. Yeah. And you know, I asked this question of one of our tailgaters. I'm not gonna mention any names and to players' wives and stuff. And uh, but at any rate, um, you know, there is a uh there's a real pressure on the coaches. They're spending all of this money on this player, they want to get their goddamn money's worth, even though there might be somebody that's a better player underneath them. It's going to make people look like shit, man, you know, yeah. uh, you know, make them look like, you know, you made a bad decision by getting this high price guy. This guy's better. And that kind of shit happens, you know, so yeah. and it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It for look, look, look at JC Jackson and you got Mike Davis right now. Mike Davis is balling, balling out. Yeah. yeah. Yo, he, yeah. In fact, he should be in the Pro Bowl. Yes, I agree. Freaking I agree. frustrating. There's a lot of people that should have been in the Pro Bowl. I mean, from our team, but, I, but I'll say this. You know, nobody thought Davis, even myself included, like I've been watching Davis all through college, KVN, all went to BYU. So Mike, Mike Davis was undrafted free agent from BYU. He was benched his senior year at college. Bronco Mendenhall was like, look, dude, just because you're a senior doesn't mean you have to play. Benched him. Undrafted free agent, goes to the Chargers, gets a spot, and he's balling out. But he's playing Brandon Staley's defense correctly. That's what J.C. Jackson did not do well. J.C. Jackson was more of a man coverage type of guy, and he didn't quite understand the sort of hybrid zone that Brandon Staley runs. And so, yep. so to your point, that's a great example of 
what you're saying specifically, Nass. And you're exactly right. I he's probably the most unsung hero. It, it was uh, it was the Falcons game. Yeah, it was the Falcons game when we came up. We were talking to out of your Falcon mind guys. Another podcast. Another podcast. Yeah. They were like, "Dude, this guy is balling out." And he, that was like the one game I just remember him just locking down the wide receiver. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, Mike Davis. Mike Davis. 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 Yep. yep, yep. He's been killing it for us. I mean, he yeah. obviously you got to think about him and his until he fell down against Hunt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 I mean, but you got to think about Vato though. Like you, they go out and sign a JC Jackson, and you're like, oh man, this guy took my job at that point. I mean, they spent a ton of money on him, eighty-two million dollars or whatever it might have been. Big sign. Then basically he goes out. What basically happens to his mentality at that point? Well, he's kept his head in the game at that point. Now he's got the opportunity to be able to to be potentially an MVP of this team, and and he's really saved this season, in my opinion. So. It's been fun to be able to see him out there doing his thing. It's yeah. exciting. Yeah. And uh, interesting about Joey Bosa here, too. Um, like, he hasn't played in such a long time, right? I think his body's finally where it needs to be. But he's got to get his mind ready to go moving yeah. forward. And he's just not there yet. But he'll get there, guys, right? I mean, end of the day, he'll get there. Yeah. He probably will play the next game, I would assume, a little bit. At least have a few snaps. Right. He'll be ready to go. He'll be yeah, ready to go. I'm on a snap count, I would imagine. You know, not to play a full game, yeah. 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 Give him time. Give them time. So, but I, I know we've gotten up to about an hour here and everything too. It's been it's been fun to be able to just chat about this big old Absolutely. game, guys. So, if you guys um, have any other final questions or anything like that, you totally can. Tony, you know one thing I wanted to ask you too, and I know before we started to roll in the cameras here, we chatted a little bit about you being a, a San Diego Chargers fan and kind of the whole change of going from LA to San Diego. And I know. It's interesting because I've chatted with a lot of San Diego-based Charger fans that are still yeah. going to the games, and they talk a lot about about 50% of those fans that were in San Diego decided to say, see you later, we're going to go burn our jerseys right in front of the Chargers headquarters in San Diego, yeah. and they just will never be able to be a part of this team ever again. But there's fans like you that have hung around a little bit too, but even to say you had kind of a reserved ability to want to be a Chargers fan yeah, right. uh, just because – they left, and and I get it. As me, as a, a, I was born in San Diego. I'm a Charger fan. Now, once again, I'm a Charger fan, not just a city-based fan. I'm a Chargers fan, and it sucks they left San Diego. It really takes away a little bit of piece of the soul of San Diego in a lot well, of ways. You know what? You know what, guys? It's like losing a trophy wife. Yep. You know, <laughs> and and you know that she is ugly as dog shit, right? Yeah. Okay, and she's making out with another man, and I think they call it being a cuckold when you see your your wife getting nailed by some other guy, right? You know, but you still love her. Yeah. You still want her back. She's yep. the ugliest trophy wife you've ever had in your entire life, you know. <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully, you know, the, the Chargers will come back to San Diego. I really yep. thought there was going to be a backdoor. Uh, for them to get back to San Diego right uh, right before the new CBA was renegotiated, I really believe that the league was going to go for expansion. Yeah. They were going to add four more teams to the yeah. NFL. They're already paving the, the way in London. They're yeah. already paving the way in Mexico. Yep. Dropping a game in Germany. They're even talking China now. Okay. Yikes. You know? So they're they're going to be they're going to be adding new teams. It's gonna happen. Yeah, hundred percent. I thought that the plan would be. I I don't know. I had a, a plan where I thought they could make it happen. I was on some of the news programs. Yeah, uh, 
sports talk shows, you know, on the backdoor program. Just stay yeah. with it, folks. You know, <laughs> it never materialized that, but it was yeah. great while it lasted. Yeah. Um, so uh, at, at any rate, you know, it, you know, and the thing is, Bezos will buy this team or somebody rich like that. <laughs> send it back over here to San Diego. But you know, they put five hundred million dollars into Snapdragon yeah. Stadium. Well, where the hell they're calling it down there? Yeah, uh, you know, for the Snapdragon or whatever it is. You know what? The stadium down there, a lot of fans don't know this, but the Mission Valley Stadium that now exists, 166 acres that I used to pee in the parking lot at every Sunday, um, they now, um, they they built that stadium uh, for NFL expansion. So it wow. had the ability to be expanded to accept NFL standards. So interesting. there is that, guys. There is that little bit of hope right there. There you go. Very cool. Very cool. Because that is a massive plot of land. I mean, and, and it was interesting how they put Snapdragon there, and it's this tiny little 30,000-seat-based stadium for SDSU games and possibly soccer games too. But that makes a lot of sense that there is a chance that there will be an expansion. San Diego is a perfect venue for Super Bowls. Perfect venue, great weather. Every time I'm there, I feel like it's a piece of home. You know, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful place. And it is kind of criminal they don't have a team out there. But no, I'm really pissed off with, you know, they didn't allow, they allowed a vote only for the city of San Diego. They did not have a vote for the county of San Agreed. Diego. Yep. And when the stadium was first put in, Jack Murphy Stadium back in the 60s, it took the entire clout of the county of San Diego to build the stadium, put Friars Road in, but yep. it took the entire county. Yep. And they took that away from the rest of San Diego County right there, limiting it to, to the city of San Diego. And that was just that was, we were done wrong. We were done wrong as fans. And um, well, it was bad. It was I know bad. it sounds like sour grapes, but I'm still here and I'm still <laughs> wishing for that that ring and I'm still wishing the best for the San Diego Chargers. And I'm calling them the San Diego Chargers. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Always be the San Diego Chargers. <laughs> hey man it's a big part of the history of the team yeah i got it man hey i say it every now and then too man and so i get it i get it but for sure you know we got one last little question here once again aether's throwing all this heat all the time on us so tony i have a question looking ahead with the afc team which will be the hardest game for the bolts mine is buffalo so basically for the playoffs what do you think is the hardest team that we're going to play in the playoffs the hardest team i think we're gonna you know what the <laughs> The team that, that kind of bothers me right now is the way Jacksonville is playing. Yep. Believe it or not, yep. Jacksonville's got my attention. Yep. But the way I see it, other than that, I think we match up very well against the Chiefs. We beat the shit out of them. And they're, well, we didn't shit out of them. But we beat them in their house, okay? Yep. I think we match up well with the Bills. So yep. I think we've got a real clear path here to the Lombardi. We just need to... Just all fans need to pull together. Stop yep. all of this hate with Lombardi. Wish him the very best. Everybody. It's going to take the collective karma of everybody out there to make this happen. Yep, I agree. And I mean, the thing is, though, and I do feel sometimes I think like because we're like, hey, we should get the fifth seed so we could play the AFC South. Well, that could probably end up being one of the, the actually the two hottest teams in the NFL playing for the fourth, fifth position week one. And so. I do agree at some point with that Jags team. Now, once again, Buffalo or Buffalo. Buffalo has blown it quite a bit in the playoffs, has not won a Super Bowl, by the way. Remember in the 90s when they went to the Super Bowl multiple times in a row, which was still an amazing feat in itself. But, you know, 
I do get scared a little bit more with the Jags. Doug you Peterson. Know, the way I see it, guys, look, this is the way I see it. I don't care who we have to face. I don't care yeah. what, whether it is. Worry about it. Worry about it. Line them up, and we're going to beat the shit out of them, man. Let's you know, go. All the rest Let's of go. Let's go. That's so, the right way. Hey, that, that's your sound. You know, not worrying about all this mental masturbation of 50, 60, all of this. Ag, 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 ag. Fuck that, man. You know, just line them up and go. Let's go. I'm ready. Right. Hey, man, I'm ready to go, man. I'm fired up for it, man. I'm fired up for the playoffs. We're playing well. My big goal with this team is I want to be able to get to 11 and 6. That's a massive win for us. Keep this momentum going because, once again, this defense is playing lights out. Today, the offense really showed up, too. That's big for us, guys. So we yeah. can match up with anybody right now. We can 31 Lombardi points, folks. 31 Lombardi points. Yeah. Strikes again, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, yeah. I know um, uh, maybe we can end with you, but we'll uh, kind of go do a little round robin wrap up here. But one of the things that I will say, guys, I'm just excited that our team is finally gelling on offense and defense. Yep. Right? I think defensively we're, we're playing absolutely lights. I'm so impressed. So with all these injuries we've had, I mean, think think about how many people have gone out on our defensive side. But you know what? The players held each other accountable. I think it's awesome. And it's great to see us play such great, you know, team defense. And now today you saw a good team offense, which I think is really great to see. So it's exciting. I'm excited. Can't wait. James, what are your thoughts? And then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give Tony the final word. Yep. So for me, I, I really just was excited to be able to see the O-line not giving up sacks. That's been a big issue for us no sacks that's beautiful uh we've got a run game that came through yes it was basically one real big play but that's huge for us to be able to show that we can do these explosive base plays on the ground not just in the air that's major for us just keep this defense rolling keep this mentality of when we could beat anybody we could play our game i feel we could the sky's the limit with this team and it's awesome to be able to see tony actually i'll say here i know this this is opposite angles here i don't know it's kind of weird but <laughs> okay. either way um it's great to see tony coming out noticing hey look this team seems for real and we're going to see a big massive change of this fan base in my opinion we go to the super bowl watch you're going to see so many chargers fans out here the beautiful thing about it is this Chargers fan base is very diehard in my opinion i mean that's the beautiful thing about this so i just wanted to be able to just say it's exciting times for us, guys. So let's just keep it going. We got one more regular season game, and then we're going playoffs. We'll know where we need to go playoffs. from that point. Playoffs. And then we're going to see Herbert and Staley ball out. So it's going to be exciting. So what do you? what's your last thoughts here, Tony? Well, my last thoughts on this are, hey, you know what? There needs to be a lot of apologies man, as we progress through this playoffs <laughs> man, to the coaching staff by you know a lot of the fans that are out there. You know, I want to give a shout-out to my niece, Cora, out there in San Antonio. Um, the powderblues.com, the great uh, website for Charger fans to go exchange ideas. Uh, you know, I think this is the most promising team that we've had in a long time. Uh, and I think we're going to do it. I really, really feel in my fan bones, and I've been watching this team band since it was born, uh, yeah. I really feel this is a special team that we have here and that Justin Herbert is going to be the best quarterback the Chargers have ever seen, and I think we're we're, we're seeing that the, the proof is in the pudding, as they would say. Man, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I really am. So, um, guys, I want to thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, um, I'd be more than willing to come back on and give a little bit of the trumpet man side of things uh, if you ever want uh, uh, want to have that angle again. Man, I was going to ask you just one question though. 
It would. Do you have your trumpet nearby, by the way? Because how cool would that be? Just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would encourage fans to, to go on the YouTube and just see any of the videos that are uploaded there from the trumpet. But I, you know, I did used to play it on the uh, uh, on the job and just uh, for, yeah. When they found it, really your trumpet band. When I was working for my company, the president uh, for my old employer, the president yeah. of the company called me into his office and, and said he had a question that he saw something on TV and he was quite disturbed by it. And I said, yeah. what the hell is the president asking me something about TV? You know, yeah. and then he said, it was me that he saw. And yeah. I, I had to tell them, I had to tell the boss, um, he saw me on the on the TV with the trumpet and, you know, with all the gear and everything. Tony, was that really you? And I said, oh, boss, I can't lie to you, man. It was my doppelganger, man. <laughs> uh, it was my evil twin, man, that comes out on the sun, on Sunday for the Chargers. But, wow. no, hey, it was fun. It was fun hanging out with you guys. I yeah. love char uh, talking Charger, Bolt football. I'm a passionate fan. You know, so, you know, thank you. Thank you for having me on the program. Yeah, we're excited to have you we on, man. But let, on that note, guys, let's get out of here. We're the Bolt Bros. James Andrew with our new bro, Trumpet Man, Tony Trumpet Ray. Man, representing in San Marcos, California, baby. Let's go, it. man. Appreciate it, guys. But let's keep keep winning. Keep this momentum going, guys. Appreciate it. Love love y'all. We'll see you guys. We out. See you guys. Bolt Bros, we out.